0: Welcome to PTC Cast, episode forty-six. Today, Chris and I talk about. <laughs> welcome, I to, out of bear. welcome to. <laughs> I had to breathe. Uh, welcome to PTC Cast, episode forty-six. Today, Chris and I um, we talk about focus. Um, we mm. talk about dialing it in in the gym, so that way you're actually getting towards the things that you want to do, man. Mm. So you're actually paying attention and getting to the places that you want to go. Um, We also answer a question at the end about being embarrassed or uncomfortable in the gym, which I would highly recommend you stick around for. The PTC Cast is brought to you by ProgressThroughChange.com, which has been recently renovated by this big fella right here. So I would honestly really recommend that you check it out. You can get our free four easy habits for fat loss guide download for free. It's like a 10, 11, 12 PDF page that, man, you can read while you're drinking your morning coffee, while you're taking your morning poop, whatever it is, man. I mean, you can knock that sucker out and. I I really can't express the amount of value that we provide within that, within that little document, man. It's a five minute read that if you apply, I am 100% confident you can make change in your body, a significant amount of change. And it's, it's free. It takes two minutes to consume the hard parts applying it, but that's on you. Yep. It's all on you, man. Enjoy the show. Something we were just talking about off air before we got on that I would really like to actually cover today. Funny enough. Um, goal setting on every scale so i feel like when we think of goal setting it's like you know if you're someone just starting to work out maybe that goal is like lose 50 pounds maybe it's you know bench press 225 maybe it's squat 315 you know i don't know whatever that is for that person but i feel like when we think of goals we tend to think macro we think big we think long term we think like i feel like if someone used the word goals we think end of the game like yeah. what, what's the, what's the finish line? What's the hundred percent completion? What's it, you know? But to me, goal setting should be almost like, like checkpoints. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I feel like you can break that down to every point. And, um, I would like you to, to go into what you were, we were kind of just talking about, um, before we hopped on here and how you approach that with, um, running the other day.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so the, I've just been feeling like, you know, I wanted to run. I, I didn't want to run. Like I was when I was losing all that weight, you this know, like very long distances. Is just going to turn
0: into like, what's Chris doing this week? <laughs> Motocross, riding a bike,
1: running, fighting, running, boxing, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, running, yeah, exactly. Bro, look at my knuckles yeah. from boxing.
0: Oh my god, dude! Next week, crochet. The Cro- <laughs> next week, water polo. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who <laughs> yeah. knows? Yeah,
1: but um, I was I was no. Ever since I started lifting again, I've been noticing Mm -hmm. that my body has been looking better and, you know, I've been wanting to get leaner. And so I was like, you know what? I kind of want to run. Let me go try it out. And I didn't want to run like I was last time where, you know, I was running like six, seven miles sure, uh, because, you know, the toll that it took on my body was absolutely horrible. Yeah. And, you know, I ended up just running, I think it was 2.4 miles total And I was telling Alex, like, my hips are absolutely destroyed. You know, I've been walking like a penguin. You didn't really work your way into it. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely not. But, uh, yeah, so I was listening to the Andrew Huberman podcast, and they were talking about, or him and a guest that he had on, I don't remember her name, they were talking about motivation and goal setting and focus and, you know, how you can, I guess, bring those together in order to, you know, achieve goals and, Mm -hmm some of the points or uh techniques that they were saying to that you know could be used was um in order to focus on that you know specific uh goal you need to obviously it needs to be specific and uh something that isn't i guess confusing so you know for maybe a runner it's hitting that one mile distance or Mm. uh Whatever it is, just specific and tangible. Yeah, tangible. And what Alex was saying at the beginning of this podcast, breaking it up into little goals, Mm -hmm. they talk about that too. So, for example, if you're running um, a mile and I don't know, every let's say one eighth of the mile, you know, there's something that you can like stare at, you know, to bring your focus on, whether that's a stop sign, a mail. Um, box or whatever yeah it's uh, like
0: I'm gonna get to that point
1: yeah exactly and what they were saying was to visualize a spotlight over you know whatever it is that you're trying to focus on and the idea behind that is that it pulls you into looking at that because the visual system is so powerful um, at you know retaining your focus and pull you away from you know, the amount of time that it's taking or the yeah. amount of distance that it is, right. or, you know, the amount of physical pain that you're going through, at, you know, in the case of running or whatever. Sure. And so um I wanted to try it out. And so I went to, a, I rode my bike to Destination Dallas. I uh, got on a treadmill where I was actually able to pace myself, you know, stay at a specific speed, right. and see exactly when I hit, you know, that mile mark. Right. And. You know, so I was I was just running, and I was staring at uh, a machine the whole time, and what had happened was uh, I kept on, you know, raising the speed up and up and up until I had finished 1.4 miles in nine minutes, Ooh. yeah, without, without even feeling like, you know, tired or, you know, crazy fatigued or anything, and mind you, I haven't ran in, I think, almost... Maybe it's been more than a year, actually. Yeah. Um, so like this was this was like poof, like
0: what the heck kind of out of nowhere, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so I wanted to actually take it even more serious. So I took a fifteen minute break, and I was shoveling candy in my mouth. Uh, <laughs> Doing <Dude>, a little,
0: <laughs> little intro workout carbohydrates. Yeah, because yeah. this
1: was at like six thirty a.m. So I had just woke up. I didn't have anything in my system, uh, and then when I got back on the treadmill, I was like, okay, I really want to hit a sub six minute mile. Um When I was in high school, when I was cross country running, I hit a 540 mile time. Yeah, that, that was my best. So I was like, you know what, if I like, I can hit six minutes, there's no fucking way that I can't hit six minutes. And I'm not gonna lie, I was already kind of fatigued. But yeah, I got on there. Uh I put it to I think like, It was 11 or it was 10.5 miles an hour, I think I was running, or maybe it was 11. And, you know, I was just staring at that one machine and it was crazy. Like, so for the first half mile, it was pretty easy staring at that machine. Yeah. Like, you know, um, I was just staring at it. just pricing my breathing. I was locked in. But, and then the pain... from running, you know, that previous one, 1. 1.4 miles, uh, started setting in and then, you know, I was breathing heavier. Yeah. And so I had, or that lady was talking about at the end of these races, these Olympic runners had to be more intentional with what they were focusing on. Right. Because, you know, in the beginning of the race, maybe they can focus on something that's a quarter mile away. Well, at the
0: beginning of the race, they probably don't even need to focus because it's comfortable. Yeah, it's exactly. There's, yeah, there's no there's no resistance yet. There's no discomfort exactly. Yet. There's no there's no need to focus yet. All you got to do is run. Exactly. But to your point, that second half. That's when shit counts yeah that's when it gets hard i mean that's like what arnold says like you start counting once you're past the number you were at last week. yes like your reps excuse uh-huh. me yeah so you start counting your reps after you're at the number you did last week because yeah. those are the ones that count right mm-hmm. it's it's the discomfort that counts so sorry go on no no, no you're right. good
1: and yet, yeah doing that like again the idea is to draw your mind away from the discomfort and all of that right um in order to keep on going more and more. And so at the, you know, toward the ends of these races, these Olympic level runners, they would just be more and more intentional with uh, what they're focusing on and the intensity that they're focusing on that specific thing. Yeah. And so I remembered that and I was like, okay, I have to, I have to focus on this. I can't look at the time. I can't look at, you know, uh, the amount of miles that I'm almost at. Mm-hmm. Like I have to focus on this machine. To draw myself away from you know the pain that I'm experiencing right, right now. You know, I have three minutes, I'm fucking tired of shit right now, yeah. but I have to keep on going. And yeah. um so I was boom, just like laser focused on it. Yeah. And what had happened, I don't know if um you said that you have already or you've felt like black or you've seen like how it looks like to black out almost. And that's what started happening to me. Like I literally started getting tunnel vision mm-hmm. on that one. Like you had thing. blinders on almost. Yeah. It was so weird. And even though the pain was there, like it wasn't as intense. And actually I bumped it up to I think like twelve or thirteen miles an hour and I ended up sprinting. Yeah. You know, at the last uh I think it was like point uh one or point oh five yeah. miles and yeah, I was I got a I finished a mile in five minutes, between five minutes and 55 seconds and five minutes in, or between five minutes and 55 seconds and six minutes, somewhere, in it was there. Somewhere, yeah. somewhere in between there. That's awesome, man. But yeah, that That's was, awesome. that was crazy. Dude. Yeah.
0: And so I really like the way you broke that down and we kind of talked about like your, your focus within that. And so every one of my clients in person and online knows that every single set, every single exercise, there's a goal. Yeah. There's a, there's a goal, whether it's a number, whether it's a certain type of form, whether it's um, more reps, more weight, whatever that is. like There's an active goal to be pursued every set. Every time you approach that bar, dumbbell, cable stack, machine, whatever it is, you should have a number in mind, a weight in mind, a technique in mind, a, a thing that you're trying to reach. So like my online clients, man, they're so used to reading me type out aim to be X, Y, Z and X, Y, Z. Is the three sets you did last week yeah so last week if you went 12 11 10 today i'm looking to see 13 12 11. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like that's so whether it's a rep whether it's weight whatever it is like when you when you break it down into those micro kind of goals those micro checkpoints right so to your point of that the focusing or the dialing in like I, i've always noticed for me personally Whenever I squat or deadlift, not as much now since I'm still recovering and the, the load isn't really there, mm-hmm. but um, I work out in my garage. Yeah. And I usually almost always have the door up. But if I'm squatting or deadlifting, I have to have the door down. Yeah. The door has to be down because I'm not super easily distractible, but I know that if a, a car goes by or somebody's kid is outside in the drive, well, exactly, yeah, yeah there's, there's going to be something that's going to pull me from that focus. So I, mm-hmm. I really liked how you said kind of like – how you had blinders on and, and to, to piggyback on that. And now I might just be like tangenting a little bit, but it's like, you know, let's take, um, let's take squats for example, right? Let's okay. say you got like 10 reps of squats to do. One's easy. Two's easy. Three's easy. Four's easy. Five's easy. Six is easy. seven, eight, nine, ten 10 might be a little questionable, right? Cause now mm-hmm. we're fatigued and now we have to dial it in a little bit more. So on those last, whatever, four or five reps, whatever it might be, depending on what you're working with or what rep range you're working in, like, that's when you need that those blinders. That's mm-hmm. when you need to be dialed in because that's when your knees want to cave in. Yeah. That's when your lower back wants to tuck under. That's when you want to just dip the bar out from under you. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like it, it's in that those last few reps, those last few minutes of whatever. That that's when it counts the most. That's when you have to keep it dialed in. So I think that that's a really great way to to make that happen is to see like, okay, can I drown out everything else? any other, whatever it is. I mean, whether it's music or a person or something else in the gym, like how do you, how do you line that up? How do you dial that up? So I know for me, the, the way that I do that is every single time I approach any exercise or any of my clients do, yeah. there's a goal, there's a number, there's an approach. Yep. And then to stack on top of that, you know that to hit that number, you're going to have to be just as intense as you were the previous week. And maybe even hit it a little harder. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to work a little bit tighter to keep those shoulder blades back if you're bench pressing on your last few reps. You're gonna have to work a little bit harder to keep those elbows pinched at your side if you're hitting your last few reps of curls. Like that's when it matters. You know, people think like Oh, maybe I'll do 10 reps and then I'll get a couple cheat reps just to like fatigue my bicep more Mm -hmm. to get more out of it. And it's like, you're not getting more out of it. You're getting less out of it. The way you get more out of it is being so damn adamant that all that's working on that bicep curl is your bicep. Mm -hmm. And even if last week, let's say you did 10 reps and this week, you did 10 and a half. Well, if you couldn't even do 10 and a half last week, then 10 and a half is progress. You did more, you know, but part of that is keeping those blinders on and staying so, so anchored within it. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and I know um, I like the idea of you know keeping these blinders on because that's that's almost what you know happens. Like you yeah. know things start blacking out, yeah. um, or you know just they fade you, away. You don't, yeah, they yeah. fade away. It's like and,
0: it's like focus with a camera. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You got your iPhone out. You want it to focus on something. You tap that. The thing. portrait mode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything else gets blurry except for that one thing. That's what you mm-hmm. want. Yeah, that's what you want. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, some some things that I know have helped me when it comes to that, is the one, uh, you know, focusing on, um, and that's not for running either, like, yeah. the the strongest I have been on squats, so I squatted 965, and I remember, I think it was three months before uh, I squatted that, I don't remember who it is that I heard this from, but You know what? No, no, no. It was uh, Julius Oliveris, or I think that's his name. Right now, like, he just squatted a thousand something raw, and he's only, like, uh, again, like 25 or 20. I think he's 24, maybe. Wow. Like, just a freak. And he says that when he squats, uh, he focuses on, uh, you know, one thing, whether it's, you know, the top of a machine or, you know, a crack in the wall or something like that. Yeah and something to keep your eyes on yeah exactly and uh i started implementing that Mm -hmm. in my squatting and i remember there's this one like it looked like somebody grabbed their knuckle and just bop into the wall so just like a little like just a little dent in the wall
0: like the one that's kind of next to your head yeah it was (laughs) it was like that just 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 a little bit bigger yeah
1: (laughs) and what would happen was as soon as i got you know wrapped and i grabbed the bar and as soon as i looked up boom I'm looking at that dot yeah it doesn't matter who's around me it doesn't matter what cameras are recording me yeah. it doesn't matter if there's somebody like right here in front of me I literally do not see anything except that dot yeah and that has been a huge help when it comes to uh, the pain the suffering and the intensity yeah. of those sets because all of those distractions are now gone. Yeah. You know, all I'm seeing is that. Yep. And then knowing in my head, all right, let's squat this shit. Yep. And that's the same for bench. That's the same for uh, deadlifts. Yeah. And honestly, all of my accessory lifts. Yeah. Uh, the intensity or the ability to focus does uh, deteriorate. Yeah. Like, course, you know, over course. the course of the workout. It but it gets harder as you go. Yeah, definitely. Um, but there's that. Uh, the second thing is, you know, obviously caffeine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would uh, take. Or for, for the very intense workouts, and I'm not saying for people to do this, but, you know, I would take just a bunch of caffeine, and yeah. that, that has definitely helped uh, with being able to focus, defocus, mm-hmm. and then focus back up, yeah. you know, at the flip of a switch. Um,
0: d- don't lose what you were saying. Yeah. A quick tangent to that, man. Like, everybody always is asking me about pre-workout, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, black coffee, brother. That's all. That's it, man. You've always you preached learn, to me black dude, coffee. If yeah. you can learn how to dial it in with just a little bit of caffeine, oh, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, look. Just a little bit, yeah. yeah. And, and a tangent from my tangent, man. Back in the day, I used to have this really bad problem. Um, not problem, bad habit. Um, I would train like 12 to 14 people in a row on Mondays mm-hmm. or Wednesdays. And so I really like filled my day up. And what I just started doing, man, is I was just drinking black coffee all day. So all day I was fasted on black coffee, but like the, the, yeah, that was a bad habit that I'm not recommending anyone do. But where I'm going with that is it's just the way that that caffeine dials you in, man. Like it, it, it just, it it was like I was on, I was on all day. I could go 14 sessions in a row and just be on, 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 on. And so do, do not abuse caffeine, but
1: you can use it as a tool. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, if you're looking for a solid pre-workout, I mean, use it as a tool, man. Mm -hmm. it's, it's for a lot of people it digests okay it's simple it's easy it's it's not too hard and to your point like it can really help you dial that point in so go on we got yeah. caffeine we got finding the point on the wall
1: mm-hmm. um, you know some of the stimulants in pre-workout does help but mm-hmm. after a while they you know if you're take taking too much they do get kind of freaky sure. like you know I, I don't like feeling anxious after a workout or shit like that so I like the that's why I like it hey, that's why I like the idea of uh, the black coffee, right? Because uh, it doesn't have those stimulants that make you feel like you're on crack, right? Um, and then the next thing is music. You know, be sure. you know, being intentional with your music. Uh, you know, for the very intense sets, obviously, yeah. have something to match that sure. energy. Sure. Um, and let me th- let me think.
0: It's funny that you say that because what I have found is for me, <laughs> music in the gym, it matters like approaching the set but the second yeah. I start I don't know what the fuck I'm. oh to. yeah that's so true so yeah. it's, it's more to me it's more about like the getting the approach into to it. it maybe if you're like running or something that mm-hmm. might be different but to me it's like okay if I'm gonna deadlift or squat like I'm gonna pull some of that you know dark side of the force energy yeah. and I'm gonna you know put on some some Rob Bailey or something mm-hmm. like that and try to go hard but you know it's it's more I find that I'm like I used to be a lot worse about it but you know I'm sitting there going through Spotify and you know you'll skip 20 know, songs dude. until you find <laughs> the one and then finally, you find the one. You approach the bar, but the second that first rep goes, bah. man, I don't know what the hell's in my ear. it, I, I, it, it could be smooth jazz, it yeah. could be Taylor Swift. It doesn't matter because it's about the approach, but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily during. So I yeah.
1: I, I think what happens are uh, these things help us get into that specific state, yep. um, you know, for us to perform well. I don't I don't think that you know, as soon as or. I think that as soon as we start doing the performance, you know, I don't really think it matters unless it's probably like, unless it's like an overtime thing like running. Um, But those things help bring us into that mode of, I don't know, focus or intensity or, you know, whatever it is. Right. I know
0: Um, on the focus trend, a a really big one for me is being very careful with your phone. Yeah. Um, I know, you know, some people will say just no phones at all. Mm-hmm. And I'm not necessarily opposed to that. I do track my workouts in Google sheets and mm-hmm. I do use my music through Spotify. So I try to be very adamant with that. But the, mm-hmm. the way that I kind of keep that in check is I time my rest periods. Yes. So I, yes. I don't, I don't really, I don't really think rest periods are that important in the grand scheme of things. If you like to rest for two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, one minute, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think it, it matters in the grand scheme of things so long as you're consistent and sure depends on your goals, what's optimal, what's not. But I don't necessarily look at rest period as a, as a reason or or a a mechanism to, to progression unless you're being very specific. Um, Yeah. But where I'm more so trying to go with that is keeping pace, Mm -hmm. keeping pace. It's like sets over, start my watch timer sets over, start my watch timer that way. Even if I do happen to, you know, whatever, let's say I'm inputting some reps and then, you know, my brain takes me to Instagram or Mm -hmm. Snapchat or Gmail or something well as soon as that timer hits i got to put it down and go yeah you know what i mean cuz then it keeps me sort of sort of in that loop so no phones for me is a big one mm-hmm. um and another big one for me man is like um everybody on this planet is busy yeah you know what i mean and so to me give yourself a specific time to block out your workout mm-hmm. so if you got an hour you got an hour that way you're not you're not dicking around, you're not socializing, you're not, I mean, maybe a little bit, but you're yeah. not, you're not using those things as distraction. Cause you know, Hey, I only have 60 minutes blocked for this period mm-hmm. and I have six, seven, eight exercises to go through or something like that. So I better be going, mm-hmm. I better be on point, you know? So I think when you give yourself kind of that box of an hour, 90 minutes, 75 minutes or whatever to work within, and then you have that rest period timer or something to kind of keep yourself yeah. on that pace. To me, that's really helped me dial it in so far as focus goes.
1: Yeah, and to to that point, um, when I took that long break from working out, uh, that was one of the things that actually I stopped or that was one of the things that contributed to me not liking working out anymore. Was the fact that I would let these distractions, you know, come into my workout? Whether, like you said, that's you know, scrolling through Instagram, scrolling yeah. through Snapchat. Yeah. Um. You know, I got into a habit to where as soon as I was done with my set, boom, pull up my phone and just, about yep, not even looking at a damn yep. thing, and then, yeah, literally and I didn't not looking at anything, just scrolling. yeah, you don't even know what you are looking at. Exactly. Thing, yeah. yeah, that and uh, the talking to people. Like I would just let people come and talk to mm-hmm. me and. You know there, there were there are some people there that I would let talk to me for like you know five fucking minutes and it was like, okay well you know now that we're done talking I don't where am I you yeah know? and like, I
0: don't I don't mean to ever sound like a jerk or like holier than thou or anything but I I've always felt like you have to be ruthless with your time yeah and I think that part of that is being okay with saying like all right I got to get a set or you know starting to kind of walk another direction to end the conversation. You know what I mean? Obviously Mm -hmm. you want to be polite and you never want to be a jerk or anything like that. Yeah, definitely. To me, I, I, some people think it's rude or mean or something like that to walk away from a conversation or to say, Hey, I got something to do. But like, look, man, at the end of the day, again, if you're blocking in that hour, if it's, if your goals are important, like, you know, if we're sitting there looking at this hierarchy of values or, or what matters to you, it's like, look, hopefully your health is somewhere in like the top five. Right. So I would hope that, wherever that health is outweighs or is more important to you than maintaining a very shallow surface level gym bro relationship with somebody Mm -hmm. who wants to come shoot the shit with you for five, 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And you know, that's no knock on anyone to some people. The gym is a social hour and that's okay. But like, you know, man, I've literally watched people, you know, sit there and talk to someone or, you know, two people have a conversation, 20 minutes, no longer. I mean, I'll I'll start a session with someone and they're still on the same machine, having the same conversation when (sighs) you start a session with the next person. So we're talking at least an hour. And again, that's great for them. More power to them. If that's how they want to spend their time, that's great. But if you're someone who's in there with, with purpose, with intent, with trying to make something happen, you have to be okay with being like, Hey, no, I got to you know, Hey, good to see you. I'm have a great rest of your workout. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I got to keep moving or, you know, you put your headphones in and, you know, and this, this might sound bad, but man, anytime I do happen to work out at the gym that I train out of my hat is on down and the brim is down and the, and the headphones are in and I'll smile and wave, but then boom, the head goes right back down. Mm. It just helps me stay a little bit more dialed in.
1: Yeah. I, I, I started doing that. Not, not with the hat, but, um, like, I don't, I don't talk to people really more in the gym. And when I do, like you said, you know, I'm not an asshole or anything, but you know, I'm smiles, I'm sure, dabbing them up, uh, having a quick, maybe 15, yeah. 30 second conversation. Yeah. And then it's all right, man, uh, gotta go. Hope you have a good rest of your workout. Yep. I'm gonna hit this set. Yep. I'm here um, to work. Yeah, exactly. And the difference in the, uh, level of intensity, enjoyment, uh, or enjoyment um and any anything else mm-hmm. of my training sessions has just or has just gone way up you know it's mm-hmm. way better yep. and it, it makes me like think back to people like Joe Mackey you know the the bodybuilding deadlifter that sure. bad motherfucker <laughs> sure you got to <laughs> um, explain who that is for who might not know yeah yeah uh he's a IFBB pro that is uh getting popular in powerlifting now because he is a freak on the deadlift he Came out of nowhere and deadlifted uh, 900 pounds being coached by uh, Josh Bryant for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And by the way, he's actually not going to be competing in bodybuilding um, for, or I guess soon. So he made a post that he's going to be dedicating specifically to uh, strength training. Oh, wow. So I'm excited to see okay. you know what's going to happen with that. Very cool. But uh, wh- where I was going with that is... You will not get more than maybe five to ten words from him. Yeah, he's there at the work. gym. Yeah, and if m- more times than not, what'll happen is if you try to talk to him, he'll either just fist bump you and boom, or he'll go no, nah. you know, just no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he won't even say no. He'll just be like, yeah, can't, can't right now. Sorry. Yeah, and yeah, and again, super cool yeah. ass guy. Uh, but he's there to work and you know, the results show.
0: Yeah. And to me, you know, to me, if, if somebody wants to, you know, take offense to that or make some sort of assumption off that person because of that, or because the way they're handling their time or their, you know, focus or, or, um, intensity intent in the gym. Right. To Mm -hmm. me, that's on that person. Yeah. Like, it's, I understand that it's a social club for some people, but for others it's not. You know, mm-hmm. so anyways, not to not to take that point any further than it needs to be, but to kind of reel that all back in a little bit. So real quick,
1: real quick. Uh, that day that he deadlifted nine hundred pounds, yeah, he didn't say one word to anybody the whole day. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. He didn't say one word to anybody, and there was, at, you know, by the end of him finishing that dead or, you know, after he deadlifted, he he started talking, but up to that deadlift, uh, you know, maybe there's like 25 people, you know, surrounded. Yeah. Not one word, dude. So yeah, Yeah. just there's that. Yeah.
0: No, I think that's awesome, man. And that was like, you know, to, to some people it's just, it's just different and I'm in no way, shape or form comparing myself to him, but Mm. I was working out in the gym that I train out of, um, the other week, which is not my garage gym, but a gym where I do my business out of. And, there's a couple guys there that I see pretty often, and uh, I was I happen to be training legs, and I'm, again, not usually working out there. And, you know, as I was leaving and saying bye, they were, like, said something about, like, I'm trying to match your intensity today or your intent today. And I was like, no, man, this is every day. Yeah. This is every day. Like, every yeah. day is, like, no, we, we keep the head down. Every day we watch the rest periods. Every day we're trying to stay dialed in, you know. So I, I, I don't know <laughs> if it's maybe just a different, like... Purpose is the the wrong word and maybe sounds corny, but maybe I, like intentionality. I, sure, and yeah. I think the gym is something different for everybody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But true. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, to to your point, it's like, look, man, if you're a human being trying to pull 900 pounds off the ground, it, it it's hard to like, you know, ask the soccer mom how little Johnny's doing 10 minutes before you do that. You yeah. know what I mean, yeah. Like it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's that's a hard line to walk. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Yeah, man. Okay, but to to kind of wrap all that up and put a bow on it. Um, we've got putting your blinders on for focus, right? So you yeah. pick a point, pick something to, to dial in, to focus on, mm-hmm. to, to, make it a little bit more tangible. Um, we've got caffeine. We've got being mindful of phone usage. Yeah. Being mindful of socialization, um, being mindful of rest periods and yes. timing, um, and, and, and blocking your time out in the gym. That way you're forced to be intentful with it. Yep. If not, you're going to fumble that whole workout
1: and then music
0: and music yep. and music just to that way to keep yourself Pulled in, having fun, dialed in, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Whatever you prefer, unless it's country music, mm-hmm. then that's a no. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I may be. Uh, I may, may have be out been. On that one? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
0: All right. With that, let's go to questions. All right. Okay. I might have to think on this one for a second, but from my beautiful fiance, Lul Spicy Granny on Instagram, do you have any embarrassing gym stories? I've always been scared to go to the gym because I think I'll be judged. What kind of embarrassing gym stories you got? I have like, I have a couple that come to mind. One is not mine, but mm-hmm. do you have any that, that you'd like to go with first? Um,
1: I get, okay. So I have, I have one that's kind of embarrassing and shameful on my part. Okay. And shameful. Yeah. Wow. Shameful. Man. Shameful. Yeah. Uh, I think, I had already graduated high school, and I was working at Pac Fitness. Okay. But I would still work out at the at Prosper High School, yeah. you know, doing my powerlifting stuff. Yeah. And there's this one kid, I don't remember his name, but he was going to compete in powerlifting. And uh, he started training with me. Yeah. And he was, dude, he was like, I think he was a freshman, but really freaking strong. And yeah. not only that, bro, like, he was really motivated and just a whole lot of potential, bro. Yeah. And you know, like when, when I was, I I was obsessed with powerlifting during that time. Right. Um, I was obsessed with like hurting myself in order to, I guess, get to a higher point in my next. Yeah. yeah, That, that was my mentality with everything. Yeah. You know, and, or getting as close to an injury as possible. Yeah. So that I can, yeah, it was stupid, but I forced that mentality on him yeah and i remember uh we went to pack fitness to train and we were doing leg press and he was you know repping it out like uh you know crazy or whatever and out of nowhere his legs just gave out on him and boom it went down and i couldn't push it up yeah so you know for a good like and this was you know at the end of um the leg press uh, set. So we probably had already done, you know, five sets of, you know, 12 to 15 reps um, with pretty decent weight. Yeah. And yeah, the weight had just collapsed on him and we were trying to get it off for a good 10, 15 seconds while he, while he was like, just probably absolutely exhausted. Yeah. Uh, You know, probably definitely freaked out. Yeah. And, um, eventually he was able to, you know, kick it up and we were able to rack it. And, he went off to the like side of the wall, and like he was shaking, man. Yeah, man. Like he was like his hands were like this right here. Yeah. Like he had just gone through some kind of experience, and yeah. um, obviously, you know, I felt bad at that moment. But uh, what made me feel even worse was that was the last day that I saw him. That I ever talked to him. Wow. Um, he completely like he just started ignoring me just afterwards. Out, yeah. Quit powerlifting. Wow. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like that that experience. Uh, like I guess fucked him over for yeah. uh powerlifting. And the reason why I say that that was dude that imp-
0: just shows how much you've changed though because now somebody does like a ten pound dumbbell curl and you're like fuck yeah man that's yeah, awesome dude. you know what I mean yeah like, that just shows how much you've changed yeah Bro, man. go on sorry
1: uh, just. It, it was stupid. Um, and, you know, I would see him in the hallways and... Or maybe, I guess I was still in high school because, yeah, I would... No, no, no. I would see him um, when I would go work out there. Sure. Uh, like, you know, walk in the hallways. Sure. And, you know, just wouldn't look at me, uh, wouldn't anything. And yeah it was embarrassing because, you know, the fact that I would put somebody through that level of intensity and yeah. risk... Yeah. Um, for you know, in my head, for his benefit. Yeah. Um, and then it was shameful for the fact that you know that led to uh, him. Yeah. You know, quitting powerlifting, and who knows what, um, or if he even you know got back into it later. Yeah. But. Bless you. Thank you. Yeah that that was probably the worst gym experience. Yeah. So yeah, that sucks, man. Maybe and that's like coaching experience. Or, huh? No,
0: I mean, it, and it, it happens, man. I, um, maybe not to quite the same extent, but before I ever started training, um, my second gym partner was, um, one of my best buddies in high school and, um, we would work out before school and, you know, it was just one of those things, man, where like the guy liked to work out, he was in great shape, strong guy, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, not everybody, Especially, you know, when you're whatever, 16, 17 wants to be up at 5 a.m. and at the gym and, and getting after it. And so, yeah. you know, we would plan on, you know, whatever, get there 5.30, 6 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever. And he would almost like never show. Mm-hmm. And it was just because like, you know, whatever, the dude was sleeping in or just wasn't, you know. And that's, looking back now, like that's okay. Yeah. If that's not what he wants, like that's okay. Like maybe he shouldn't have planned and told me that he'd be there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's that's okay if it's not that serious to him or if it's not, you know, worth losing the sleep for. That's okay. But I remember like, he's still one of my great friends, but I remember that causing a bit of a riff at the time because I was like, dude, you're not taking this seriously. You're not even showing up. You're not, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, yeah, because it's fucking lifting weights. It's not that serious, Mm -hmm. you know? But when you have guys like you and I who essentially at that time in our lives, I would say made it our our identity, but also wanted... So much more, I guess you just, you assume or you think that to everyone else, it's the same thing. Yeah, And it's not, that and that's was okay. A mistake. Yeah. And I've, I've seen that a lot um, through personal training over these last six years, man. It's like, I have some people who like, you know, intensity varies, man. But I have some people who like, uh, and I'm, I'm not over-exaggerating. I have zero doubt in my mind they had maybe 10 to 15 more reps in a set. Mm-hmm. But to them, that was it. And that was everything they had. Mm-hmm. And I have other people who like, should have stopped five reps ago, but they swear they got another two in them. Mm. You know what I mean? So to everybody, like, this thing is, it, it's different. It matters differently. They're willing to put in a different yes. amount of effort and intensity, yeah. and, like, that's okay. That That's that's fine. It's, mm-hmm. it's different to everybody. But as far as, like, actual um, embarrassing stories goes, um, I've hit my head on bars a couple of different times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I feel that. <laughs> I've... Um, I am happy to say since I have started personal training, I have not gotten stuck under a bar, but I have been stuck under a, a bench press a couple of times before. Oh yeah. Um, probably three, four times, mm-hmm. um, which then you're just kind of looking around waiting for somebody to save your life. And ho- hopefully for you, it happens. It happened for me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, stuff like that, man. Better hope it happens. Um, yeah. Stuff like <laughs> that, man. I mean, and I've done, an, I've done a lot of, I would say I've done more stupid things, um, as a trainer than as like someone working out. But, um, You know, when someone is more, is embarrassed or or worried about being judged in the gym, man, I, I I can't express enough how much everybody there is just focused on themselves. Yeah. And if somebody is to judge, make a comment and make a side look, dude, that's on that person, man. That's, that's that person's own problem. Like the one thing that you can say about the gym is that everybody in that place is there to get better, Mm -hmm. whatever that means to them. And to me, that's what's important. It doesn't matter whether you're at one end of the spectrum or the very other end. You could be Mr. Olympia, or you could be four hundred pounds that have never touched a dumbbell before. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter to me. If you're in a gym, you're you're there to get better, whatever yeah. that means to you. Exactly. Um another embarrassing story that's not my story, but a a different training partner of mine. Um we were this is a not safe for work story. So maybe headphones in or something FFW. like yeah, SFW. <laughs> <yeah, laughs> yeah. Anyways, make a long story short, man, we're doing some dumbbell overhead extensions. And, um, the bench we were using at the time was too tall. And so Ingeniously, we were like, okay, well if we lean a dumbbell back, we can sit on the dumbbell. So you have the be- the bench is back at an incline and then there's a dumbbell that we're sitting on and then you're leaning back on the rest of the incline. Okay. And so my buddy goes to do his set of overhead dumbbell extensions while sitting on a dumbbell on a leaned back bench. And he pulls the dumbbell down and he sets it down on his leg and he pinches the tip. Uh, of- <laughs> he pinches the, the tip of the, yeah, of the uh, male appendage. And, uh, yeah, dude, peed, peed blood for a week. Had to no, no, excuse me, not for a week. I'm sorry. Peed blood for a little bit. Had to wear sweatpants and no underwear for a week. Yeah. Oh, bro. Rough, I'm yeah, over rough here time, man. Yeah, it. dude. But, I mean, stuff like that happens to, to everybody, man. Like I don't we're know, all, I've never had that happen. Well, well but I just mean, like, we're, we all, like, do silly things. Because, like, if you're there long yeah. enough, like, it's going to... I've had before where, like... You know, you have a cable attachment that's too heavy, and the cable and the attachment set at the top. You pull the pin out, and then the thing falls and hits you in the head. Like mm-hmm. I've had that happen. Before. I've, I've. Um,
1: I've actually had it happen to where I was doing a lat uh, pull down, and during the whole workout, there was like flakes from the metal just flying on my head. So it was <laughs> clearly broken. Yeah, and at like toward the very, and this was when I was putting like forty five pound plates on the cable on the stack. thing yeah. too. So I was doing like probably like three hundred fifty pounds just on the cable thing, yeah, and it snapped, oh, like man. in the mid mid pool, and uh, thankfully I didn't, you know, like fly back, like you know, I guess some people probably would, but it yeah, was definitely that, yeah. freaky, bro. That's, yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Um, and to this isn't necessarily like an an embarrassing moment, but you know, I know for some people about as far as the the judgment thing goes, man, like. Sometimes I think that might be from a standpoint of like you you're just you're so out of shape or you're so not there or you're so you know whatever you want to lose five pounds first like whatever excuse it is that you might be making up in your head it doesn't exist man yeah. like just go just go if you're concerned with like how strong everybody thinks you are I'm not nearly as strong as I thought I would be by 24 mm-hmm. if it's because you're not as shredded as you think everyone, thinks you should be or are, I'm not as shredded as I thought I would be. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things, man, where it's like, we all have these sort of um, expectations or ideals for ourselves. And if you let that expectation or ideal stop you because you feel like you're shy of it, you'll never get there. Yeah. You'll never get there. You'll never, you'll never be ready. You'll never be prepared. You just have to go, man. You just got to start. You just have to go. Yeah. And, and look, man, as corny as it sounds like if, if you are someone who's concerned about things like that, like you might want to be mindful when you're picking your gym, like destination Dallas might not be the gym for you, but planet fitness might be. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like the easiest internet rip in the world to make fun of planet fitness, but dude, it's like 10 bucks a month. You have any, all of the equipment you could need for a standard body transformation. Like, and if you're someone who's concerned with, with that go somewhere like that, man. Go to the YMCA, go, go somewhere where you feel a little bit more like accepted and ready. Cause if that's yeah. something that's important to you, then that's okay. There, there's nothing wrong with, with needing an environment that's a little bit more conducive to you. And to be honest, man, I, I still have online clients who are se- several months in that still are working out at home because they're not quite ready for a gym yet. Yeah. So if you're someone who's even at that scale, man, start working out at home, mm-hmm. order a couple dumbbells, order a bench. I mean, you can get a pair of adjustable dumbbells on Amazon that each go up to 20 pounds and an adjustable bench and a pack of bands for like 200 bucks, mm-hmm. 150 bucks. Go on Facebook Marketplace, you'll find it even cheaper. Yeah. There's always a way to start. Yeah. But that's one of those things, man, that like it, it's it's always going to be there. So eventually you just got to bite the bullet and go. Mm-hmm. And just like anything else, the first time is always the worst. And then after that, it ain't shit. Well, and I even say it, it's the worst. It's not even going to be as bad as you make it out to be in your head. But as soon as you show up and you start get moving, I mean, you start getting moving, it's gonna be great. Mm. It's gonna be great. Well, great is a relative term, but <laughs> it's at least going It'll to be, be better. It's going to be better yeah. than you expect it to be. Yeah, once you go once, twice, three times, and then then you're cruising, man. Mm. You know, just go, just go. So let's wrap it up there, man. Sounds good. Thank you all for listening.